0: Can you read my lips? Can
1: you?
2: I can come in anytime I want. And I can get you anytime I want. But I'm not going to. Not until it's
0: time. When you wish you're dead, that's when I'll come inside. Do you understand me? Good.
2: Then we can have
1: some fun. You're listening to the Buzzkill Kill Podcast.
2: It is episode 233. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we learn about the importance of moving companies and of several ways to coach your throat in
0: Vocal Range Against the Machine.
2: (laughs) What's going on guys? I'm Mike.
0: I'm Jim. And if Mike and if if Mike sounds a little weird today. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's not that's not your normal mic. That's not the mic you're used to. That's Uh, true. I've got I've got special Mike here in the uh, in the in the well, not in the studio with me. He's actually about 3000 miles away from me.
2: That's true. This is Vito in fact. And Vito uh, the power. reason the reason you're listening to Vito is because today in the hot seat we have the incomparable Mike Heckman.
0: We have our we have our silent partner here in in, the, uh, in third chair with us tonight because he's on vocal rest. Um, I think he might be able to squeeze out a couple words real quick if we can. Mike, Mike, can you uh, give us a little something? Uh, Yeah, I'm here. Okay.
2: Yeah, can you, like, sum up what exactly happened? I know you touched on it last week, but, like, in three Uh, words or less.
0: eh, Oh, okay. In three words or less, and then I'll fill in the gaps. Fuck washing machines. There you go. Exactly (laughs) right. Fuck washing machines. (laughs) So our dear friend Michael here was... uh, (laughs) He was helping some family move some stuff out of his aunt's house and he was, I don't, I'm still not, I don't still get the mechanics of this entirely, but he's described it to me like 10 times. So he was walking up the stairs with a washing machine and he was on the top. That's what confuses me is the fact that you were on the top and, and, uh, he's trying to signal to me, I'm going to keep, I'm going to (laughs) keep describing this. So his his cousin went to kind of like heave it a little bit or like kind of t- t- hitch it up so that he could get a better grip. And the, the steel lid of the washing machine opened and Mike kind of got his face out of the way. But this, this thing slammed right down on his throat, like on his Adam's apple. And he said, he immediately dropped the washing machine, started choking. Everybody's like, no, nah, you're fine. You fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he was he was at my house, like, I think I actually mentioned it on the show last week. He was at my house, like, three days after this happened, and I go, dude, are you sick? What's wrong with you? And his voice was like, it sounded like he was talking like this. And I was like, dude, what, what's wrong with you? And he told me the story. So then cut to, like, a week later. We recorded, we recorded the podcast last week, him having this injury. Cut to, like, a week later, and he's... He went to get his COVID shot, so there is a there's a silver lining to this story. Congratulations nice. on your first dose, there, Pfizer boys. What's up? And uh, he went to, he went to get Taco Bell after the show. He was taking a bite of Taco Bell and he went to swallow, and the way he describes it, he says he heard an audible pop and he felt a pop in his throat, Ugh. and so was able to get into the doctor the next day. Basically, the doctor says he's got a giant hematoma on one side of his—is uh, it your larynx, Mike? Give me a nod. Your your larynx, okay, uh, or vocal <laughs> vocal cord, vocal cord. I, I I read your lips on one wow. side of his vocal cord. So and and he said it looked like it had been actively like bleeding into this hematoma for oh, the entire God. week. So it was really. Did you hear all these details, Mike? No,
2: no I only no. heard a little bit. This sounds awful, though. <laughs> So
0: it's this like like it's this giant giant gnarly blood filled hematoma on his vocal cord and then also possibly a fractured larynx so uh so, so Michael here is on vocal rest for at least one week possibly two we're gonna have to figure that out I think we're kind of planning on two weeks at least of of uh m- me uh stumbling my way through this show along with um uh, veto power this week possibly veto power if he's able to do it next week too
2: yeah i'm gonna try and fill these shoes and, and try. uh
0: they're big they- they're big shoes to fill they're like a 10 10 <laughs> something like that in women's so that's like a seven in men's so um a, a 20.5 mike just says <laughs> when you go like this mike when you go 10 and then another 10 and then a 5 that's 25 bro you gotta I, get I- better at this
2: I will have to say, when you first told me the story, I thought you guys were pranking me. Like I did not believe it at all.
1: <laughs> I, like, I, guys, I had to send
0: on. you the, I had to send Vito the picture because yeah, this does sound. I, I will admit, this does sound like something me and Mike would do to bullshit somebody. Yeah, and but especially Mike, is this, you.
2: Is this like a temporary thing though? <clears throat> okay, so so it wasn't set on permanent press. It's. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, that's a dryer. That's a dry, you don't like dry humor. I forgot.
1: Oh, oh we're off to a start.
2: That's <laughs> oh, all
0: right. He's He can't throw his zingers back at you, so we'll just call this one a wash.
2: So, uh, to commemorate <laughs> this wonderful, um, actually it's terrible, I'm sorry, terrible thing that happened to him. What are we doing today, James? um well
0: f- i'm gonna talk about that when we get to that part of the show Harthen. my
2: bad see i'm already <laughs> screwing things up all right where's your, was... where's
0: your show map <laughs> mike sent you I a very detailed right a very detailed show map earlier it said it said intro uh talk about shit um i have it right in talk, front about of me. You, talk
2: about what talk about what you're <laughs> drinking do I some other that we don't just mention it once and then we <laughs> go forward my bad
0: no, we do have. It's uh, when we get to it. It's a pretty interesting show tonight, as far as the the picks for the movies. But obviously, uh, once you hear the reasons behind the picks for the movies, it'll all make sense. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, besides getting your throat destroyed, what uh, what's everybody been up to?
2: Uh, well, you mentioned uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mike's That's... coming in with the drops tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get
0: it! <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those are going to be fun. This should just be your role all the time, man.
2: And you just typed, why is the newbie running the show? Well, I'm trying to fill your shoes. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a terrible job at it. Um, but no, you mentioned a uh, vaccine shot. I also uh, got my first shot this week. So
0: Pfizer or Moderna?
2: Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> Moderna. What? <laughs> What a I'm a modern
0: man. Pfizer, man, Pfizer is where it's at. Well. It's that it's uh it's the uh it's the designer drug. Did you send that over, Mike, or was that isn't Moderna
2: Brian? Dolly Parton's? Moderna
0: is Dolly Parton's. Oh, yeah. she did. She invested a bunch in it, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. So that's uh that's uh it's probably loaded with silicone. <laughs> Your shoulders are gonna get really big all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, I got I got the Pfizer. I got my first one. I think I think I talked about it on the show last week actually. So, my second shot will be the 21st and then we figure I think you have to I think you have to go 2 weeks after both people are fully vaccinated. So, like 2 weeks after Mike gets his second shot, we'll actually be able to be back in person again. Nice. Which will be, which will be
2: awesome. That'll sound exactly the same to us, but that's really cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I'm really excited about it. Uh, believe it or not, I actually miss Mike sometimes.
2: I miss his musk. Yeah, I haven't it's, smelt it, it in it, I don't know how long.
0: <laughs> it's it's so, it's so weird seeing Mike physically react to things I say, but not being able to audibly react to things I say. Uh, you know,
2: I also very, I miss um, sitting in his car. His car had a musk. His, ca- his car, his, uh,
0: the uh, the element, it smelled like burnt toast. It was weird. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
2: That was like that burnt toast musk, that Heckman musk.
0: That beautiful Heckman
2: musk. Smelled like a Saturday um, morning. Anyway.
0: Yeah, so uh, any, anyway, what else have you been up to, uh, Vito? Uh,
2: well, one cool thing I did was, uh, you know, Cameo, that app you can hire uh, famous people to send messages to your friends? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, in my Buffy group where we watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we finished the series and one of our friends uh, who was a big fan of Spike was uh, going through some withdrawals. So we hired James Marsters and uh, just all went in on it and (laughs) she just flipped out and it was a lot of fun. So Um,
0: I have to rewind real quick. (laughs) You're in a Buffy group? Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. Mike just threw his hands up. I We've had a few snafus on the show, te- technically, the with the technical side of this so far. So when Mike just heard me say, I need to... Re- <laughs> 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 he thought I was... He thought I fucked up again. No, yeah. uh, you're in a Buffy group.
2: Well, buff- it's just our group of friends. We just decided to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer because... A lot of them had not seen all of it, or some never saw any of it, and uh, we ended up watching the entire series, which was uh, a lot of fun over the last <clears throat> and what's, few years. What's
0: the general consensus among uh, the fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer show of the of the movie? Like, what do what do fans of the show think of the movie? Oh,
1: the movie's I've, terrible.
2: I've, <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it's cool. It's like a an oddity because you can kind of see where. Because it came before the show, yeah, it was yeah early yeah. '90s, and you can see like some of Whedon's workings. But Donald Sutherland just phoned it in as the Giles character, and he's just awful because he didn't he did not like it at all, um, and it's just not great.
0: <laughs> Come got, on, Ru- Ru- Rutger Hauer has uh what what was his name? Pothos, Is that his name. Oh, that's
2: right. It was Rudger Pothos,
0: and Paul Rubens was yeah, in yeah Paul it too. Rubens. David Arquette? I love that movie. I did. <laughs> well, I own it. it but g- granted, I've never I've never actually seen I've never actually seen any of the, the show. I've 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 like watched a few one off episodes of the show, but I've never actually I've never actually seen it.
2: There's some great ones.
0: Yeah. I need to check ones. it out. Because I know this nerd over here, this silent nerd and our other nerd friend fucking Brian just couldn't get enough of it. That and uh what was the other one? What was Angel. the spinoff show? Angel. Yeah, like Mike, with, Mike
2: loves Angel. Is that the one
0: with Boreanaz? Mm-hmm. David Bormianaz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you, James? How oh, not
0: really? too much. Just uh, living the life. My kids have been on spring break, and I don't think, this is going to sound cold, I don't think I've ever been so excited to not see my kids <laughs> come Monday. <laughs> they have been there so we're at the tail end of a 7-day break here for for spring break and they're both just psychotic right now and I'm like you guys you need some you need you need some some strict routine in your lives because I don't know what to do with you people anymore it's just it's been uh it's been a real treat to say the least um
2: oh mike wants to chime in on this uh uh conversation he says you guys are supposed to be reading my chats out loud assholes <laughs> Okay continue listen, James.
0: Listen you're the you're the silent partner for a reason. You don't you don't get a say in everything. <laughs> what was it th- <laughs> Oh he oh because he told you to bite your fuck what was he
2: what were you telling him to bite his tongue about? Oh he, he likes the Buffy movie as well. Oh I love the yeah I love the Buffy movie.
1: Pardon my French but you're an asshole <laughs> thanks mike oh the (laughs) french
0: um yeah but i haven't been doing much else um it's it's uh it's it's incredible how much like a few hours a day of them not being around i feel like i don't get a lot done when they're in school and it's amazing how much less i get done (laughs) when they're not in school it's just my house looks like a freaking elephant walked through it and had diarrhea everywhere, and uh, <laughs> I I had a syrup incident earlier today, or actually just before the show that I told you guys about. Like, who has a syrup incident? Nobody, nobody except for people with kids. And
2: I can't yeah, say I uh, ever had a syrup incident.
0: I know Mike's had a syrup incident, but it was it was something completely different.
2: Mike says with your wife, <laughs> with your.
0: <laughs> i'm glad you picked up on that because i don't notice the chat when it comes in i need to see if there is there like a bell or something that'll chime well there's just if
2: you have it on the side open i know but i
0: i'm i'm oh, bad at paying attention at to my whole screen all i got the you time. i got you boo <laughs> thanks bud but yeah anyway i i really haven't been doing too much more just uh just chilling out getting my get my bike fixed up and ready to start doing some night rides again and basically that's it nice so, uh, so yeah, Michael. Anything for you?
2: You want to type something?
0: You want to? You want to? You want to tell us anything about? No, your he's exciting just life? healing.
2: He's on vocal no, rest. No, just a little bit of vocal rest.
0: Uh, exciting. <laughs> he was he was talking to us on the on the show beforehand, and he uh, when he when he does talk, he has to talk like this, and it's like really spooky, sexy, and he sounds like he could be on pillow talk or something, and it's. It's quite alarming, actually, because uh, I get a little turned on. But uh, yeah, <laughs> speaking of getting,
2: <laughs> speaking of getting turned on,
0: speaking of getting turned on, why don't we get some corrections from last week? <laughs>
1: stupid! You're so stupid!
0: All right, we're back with some corrections for you. Uh so last week we were talking about. Okay, I have to. I have to first off say like. I we were saying like well you're pretty well I was saying well you pretty much start dying from the moment that you the moment that you're born like you come out of the womb and from the moment you're born you're dying. I meant it in more of a philosophical way. But Mike <laughs> took but Mike took me seriously so he actually looked up to find out when you start dying. <laughs> so so from an article published in uh May of 2012 I believe it said Uh, The body starts to seriously lose grip of its DNA after 55 years and that increases the risk of cancer and other diseases. Our bodies are born to die and the decay starts to kick in after we have turned 55.
2: What a pleasant thought. I know. (laughs)
0: Like as soon as you hit 55 it's just that's it. You start dying. I, I I still like my philosophical answer that we're all pretty much dying from the moment we're born because it makes me feel like then I will live more. You know what I mean.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I like
0: that. If you're born and you're already dying, you might as well live it up while you're. That's right. While you're, <laughs> might as well live it up while you're dying. All right. A couple more corrections here. Um, we did not know for sure whether or not Scooby Doo ever met Kiss, and Scooby Doo did meet Kiss.
2: Hmm.
0: Yes, you confirmed that for us earlier, right? Um, and then we did did. Why? Why did you guys both just look weird at me?
2: I was just laughing at his face.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't and, know. What's going-
0: uh, last week, I believe Mike was it you that said uh, Joss Whed- Joss Whedon was the director. Yes, dir- Joss Whedon was the director of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Joss Whedon wrote co-wrote. Cabin in the Woods and co-wrote Cabin in the Woods and also produced Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods was directed by Drew Goddard. Goddard. And
1: that's is it. Goddard? That's
0: it for I don't know. Huh? Well, I have I have family with that last name, and it's spelled the same way, and their name is Goddard? Goddard. So it might yeah. be
2: Goddard. I never knew that.
0: I've never heard anybody
2: say it, Drew Goddard. <laughs> I stand corrected.
0: It's really, it's really kind of French and sexy that way, isn't it?
2: <laughs> oh, Drew Goddard.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's all for corrections. So this week, why don't, why don't you tell the fine people what we're talking about, Mike?
2: So we took the. The real-life story of what happened to Mike. And we put it into the Buzzkill podcast. And we are watching two wonderful uh, movies. Well, one definitely wonderful movie. Uh, The Washing Machine (laughs) from 1993 and Hush from 2016.
0: Now, Hush... If you're a, if you're a fan of the show, I believe that we talked about Hush on our very first episode of the Buzzkill. Pun, was it yes. the first? Very first wow. episode, yeah. Um first or second? Mike, was it first for sure? I remember now you that me, now you got me doubting myself, Vito. I'm pretty sure it was the first episode. But
1: I'm sorry I wasn't listening. You're our
0: producer tonight, Mike. You have to listen to everything.
2: I don't think it's you funny. have to correct things that pertain to your own show. Yeah, that's probably true. Let's just say but it was I, the first, but I will anyway. <laughs> yeah, we uh we we
0: talked about it, I believe, on the very first episode of the show, but it was briefly like maybe 10 minutes. So we uh we decided we give it another run through this time so that we could talk about it and then the washing machine. I mean, that you know. We did hush because Mike's on vocal rest, and and in the movie, the woman is is deaf and mute, so she can't speak, and then the washing machine pretty much speaks for
2: itself. Yes, it does. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, why don't you introduce your beer that you're drinking first tonight? Oh, yeah, so we couldn't find the same beers since I'm all the way in California.
0: Well, correction, you could definitely find my beer
2: in really? California. Oh, oh yeah. I don't even know what you have. Okay, so you, what I you got? Can, you can buy
0: my beer under a bridge, in pretty <laughs> mu- in in pretty much any city in the U.S.
2: <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, I got a special batch. This actually, uh, they just posted about this on Thursday, the day I got it. Uh, Modern Times, which is a brewery in san diego but they have restaurants it's my favorite restaurant here in santa barbara uh brewed something called cosmic silence cosmic and, silence and that's kind of what you feel when mike's off the show is a cosmic <laughs> silence it really
0: is sort of a sort of a uh an, an otherworldly feeling when i can see his dumb face but i can't hear his dumb voice
2: and i'll i have a little rundown on this one uh, real quick uh, Alright, So, modern times, Cosmic Silence, this powerhouse was born of two of our first ever bourbon barrel-aged beers from Belmont, Cosmic Entity and Temple of Silence, hence Cosmic Silence. A masterful balance of both beers, it features a robust body with thoroughly delightful notes of chocolate, followed by an oaky character from the bourbon barrels, and finishes with a subtle sweetness.
0: Okay. Um <clears throat> You will not find any of those words on my <laughs> on my beer.
2: How much did you say you paid for that beer? This was this was thirty-two dollars for a twenty-two ounce. Uh,
0: okay. You paid thirty-two dollars for a twenty-two ounce. For my beer, if you went to the if you went to the liquor store with thirty-two dollars, you could buy sixty-four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a twenty-four ouncer. <laughs> and I'm talking Steel Reserve,
1: <laughs> oh baby! Wow,
0: high gravity steel reserve from the Steel Brewing Company. Uh, this is a slow. This is slow brewed for exceptionally smooth, smooth flavor. It's an extra malted barley and select hops for extra gravity, uh, and it's <laughs> and it's eight point one percent. Mike, you prick! Um, <laughs> the two eleven mark, based on the medieval symbol for steel. Appears only on steel reserve high gravity lager. We use nearly twice the ingredients of many normal lagers and brew for over twice as long as many quality beers. Is
2: that is that <laughs> a like, fact?
0: It's like just because you use double the ingredients doesn't mean it's going to be twice as good. <laughs> how much? How much was? How much was each can oh. of this, Michael?
2: Uh, this says it's uh fourteen percent by volume. Two fifty. Wait, yours what? is. F-
0: I, I'm. I'm ask. I asked how much. Oh, how much sorry. he paid for it. S- what would you say? Yours is 14 percent ABV though. Uh, by volume. Oh cool, yeah. boy. So twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink that whole thing. Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be. You're as a person who doesn't drink often. You're gonna be. You're gonna be. Yeah, I uh, did.
2: I did pretty well pretty last time toted. I was on the
0: show. No, that's not true at all. But. You realize a fourteen percent beer is like—that's a lot, though. Oh, get get closer to the microphone, Mike.
2: Oh my gosh, guys, this looks like hot chocolate. No, this looks 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 like molasses. (laughs) Looks like Hershey chocolate.
0: (laughs) Oh, Mike is drinking out of a really fancy looking glass too. I feel like putting steel reserve into a fancy glass is. Hold on. Oh. That's like oh, you probably can't hear it because you can't hear me through. That's like some ASMR stuff right there. Now
2: oh, that smells terrible. Wow, this is this is quite the dessert beer it smells like.
0: <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Alright. Um well cheers, bud.
2: Cheers. <coughs> Mm. Woo.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh,
1: God.
0: That's that so is, uh... gross. <laughs> it's so gross, Mike. Do you what agree? Is What's the <laughs> he closest? Says, he says it smells like pure gasoline and tastes. <laughs> it's so fucking gross, dude. I oh, can't man. believe. Oh, man. Oh, that's gross, dude. And I'm going to drink it, too. How's yours, Vito?
2: It's good. It's really strong. It's, really, like, <laughs> very thick. Mm. I'm going to need to get more water <laughs> with this thing. Dude, the taste of this is just...
0: Oh, it's ghastly. I'm not, like... <clears throat> I'm usually pretty good with pretty much all beers. Like, I'm, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't mean... <laughs> I don't meet too many beers that I don't like. Mike asked me if this was a good surprise. Yes, absolutely. Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I I have a little thing up here that he sent me earlier. So uh, the beer makes sense on multiple levels. He says steel because I got hit in the throat with fucking steel (laughs) and it's high gravity because my throat was a victim of high gravity.
2: (laughs) Even though you were on top on the top yeah step. that's the that's, thing
0: i don't get i don't get how well, you were on top and the i know you can't tell me right now but you were it's, on the uh, first
2: step i think is what you said but you were leveled he up was on, i don't he know he was on he was on top
0: though so like the 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 washing machine must have been angled upward he wants to tell me so bad right now
2: just draw a picture with stick figures
0: oh okay no, he was oh, <laughs> oh i <laughs> so wish we're everyone char- could see this we're playing charades now so there's the angle <laughs> yeah i see the angle yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, and it it went like that? Oh, the top. The
2: top was aimed at your face. So it should have just pancaked you in the face, but instead it flipped further than your face and got caught under your chin.
0: So your instinct was to lean your head back to avoid it hitting you when (laughs) really what you should have done was just Just, post it up and let it hit you in the forehead.
2: Just, yeah, forehead. Yeah.
0: Wow. (laughs) Bingo, he says. All right. (laughs) All right. all right, well, uh, hey, that's what we're drinking, that's what we're talking about. Let's get into the Bleed Feed. Bleed Feed! <laughs> All right, it's Bleed Feed time, but first, uh... Michael, gentle, gentle, soft spoken Michael here told me at the break that <laughs> Vito you have a a malt beverage story that you need to tell me. Do you know? Do you know what he's I, talking about?
2: I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> what?
0: So are we going to have to have spooky sexy Mike on the on the podcast for a second here or do yes, you want to so. like type it out cuz this no, is okay. this is unbearable.
3: I'm going to come back in here for a quick second. Oh this is about as much, this is about as well as I can talk. So you guys are just going to have to deal
2: with everyone. Gather time. around. Gather This around. is
0: awful, right. dude. It sounds like ASMR.
3: The very first time, myself, Mike here, and his brother went to Canada. Oh, he yeah. knows the st- He knows. He he knows the story <laughs> Do you want to yeah, finish it so now? Do you want
1: to finish
2: it now? We went to Canada and we could drink because we were 19. Um, and the, <laughs> the waitress asked what I wanted. <laughs> I forget. Wait, what... Wait, 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 wait.
3: <laughs> so Mike's brother, Mike's brother Ornis, orders, orders a Guinness because he's you know he's he's he likes his Guinness. Mm-hmm. I ordered a uh, Killian's because I was really into my Reds at the time. Mm-hmm. And then and Vito here was not very familiar with uh, I think the concept of alcohol. Yeah, I was okay, new now to beer not, drinking. Now and I believe
2: continue. I s- said, do you, "Do you have one of those malt beverages, <laughs> Smirnoff malt beverages?" <laughs> You ordered a
3: Schmirnoff Ice, and ordered it as by saying, "Do you have a Schmirnoff malt beverage?" That's
1: it.
0: I thought this was going to be a story about like you <laughs> getting wasted on malt beverages or something. But it's no. even better.
2: Because <laughs> <Do you laughs> I I do you have, I hated the taste any of, of
0: those, beer. Do you have any of Do you have any of those Smirnoff malt beverages?
1: That was the,
2: the very uh, first thing I. Uh, Started drinking,
0: that's precious.
1: You're a monster. <laughs>
2: that is. I wasn't precious. straight edge though, so. <laughs> oh yeah, not like
0: not like Mike. Mike actually did the uh, you did the X's on X's the hands on and the everything. Wrists. Oh, so cool, dude! I bet you wanted the tattoo too, didn't you?
2: Of course, I didn't drink oh, in high on school your arm, either. You wanted
0: them on the inside of your arms? <laughs> Gross, dude. X's. <laughs> oh no. Oh, wrap like oh my, oh you're a monster (laughs) aren't you glad that you didn't do that because now you'd look just like the biggest idiot in the entire world right on the biceps is that how you that's not how you spell biceps (laughs) there's no T. there's no T in biceps (laughs) oh man all right well anyway let's get into the bleed feed here so uh we'll bring it down for a second we actually have to start this off with a uh with a death, unfortunately. Um, rest in peace to special effects makeup artist and owner of Imagination Productions, Cleve Hall, uh, known to many fans as The Monster Man. Uh, Cleve worked on a wide array of horror films over the course of his career, including Nightmare and in a Damaged Brain, Ghoulies, Reanimator, Troll, Terror Vision, Demon Wind. Uh, he was nominated <clears throat> for a Daytime Emmy Award in 2008 for his work on popular children's show, Yo Gabba Gabba, and even created props for musicians such as Kiss, Alice Cooper, and ICP. Whoop whoop. (laughs) Um, Hall died uh, on March 31st of congestive heart failure. His daughter released a statement to family, friends, and fans, and announced that she had started the Monster Man Memorial Fund through Indiegogo to raise money for um, burial costs and to f- fulfill Cleve's wishes. So, yeah, he was uh 61, I think. So, a little too early for that one, unfortunately. Um, I don't. Know, have you? Did either one of you guys ever watch that Monster Man show? I think it was on Sci-Fi, right? Nope. I think it was just uh. It was like a, like a, um, the hell was that show with Ozzy Osbourne? It was just called The Osbournes, wasn't it? It was essentially that, but it was just it followed him around doing his doing his monster makeup thing, which, you know, pretty cool. But uh, rest in peace to Cleve Hall. What? I what are you doing, Beto? Is that what you're wondering, Mike? I'm wondering what the hell he's doing too. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. Mike is writing some really ridiculous things while you're mentioning Ollie, something Ollie, really sad. And Ollie, I'm trying wrote, not to laugh.
0: All he wrote was that he wanted to sex
2: you up. I don't know. It, got, <laughs> and it just hit and, me. And whoop whoop. It's like <laughs> crying at a funeral or laughing at a funeral. <laughs> uh,
0: <sighs> all right. Next up, Thanks, uh, The Forever Purge, which was scheduled for a July 9th release after being pushed from its original 2020 date due to covid is being pushed up a week and will now be hitting theaters on july 2nd um the fifth and final installment in the franchise takes the purge out of its usual metropolitan setting while still dealing with class and race issues in the way the previous films have i think i've only seen the first purge movie yeah same here we did it for the show so i'd like to get caught up on those sometime yeah i'd like Um,
2: to see the sequels for sure
0: um <clears throat> next up this one is uh this one is near and dear to our hearts because uh it has a lot to do with this particular podcast Good night mommy which is one of the films that was a catalyst for us creating this podcast because of like the what like three hour conversation that we had after we watched it um it's being remade by Amazon Studios for American audiences right hmm. womp, 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 hmm. maybe womp, womp. like I don't wanna I don't wanna have to read when I'm watching a damn movie. Um Naomi Watts has been attached not only in the role of executive producer but also in the lead role of the mother. Uh Mike approves apparently because he just made a face like he wants to get it on with Naomi Watts. <laughs> this is distracting, whatever you're doing right now. <laughs> um I, I'm excited to see how this one will turn out. I'm a little bit worried about it though too, just because um the the two writers the two writers are freshman writers i don't think that they've really i think that they've done a couple of short films between the two of them and
2: maybe yeah, mike says she's really good casting she
0: is really good casting <laughs> that's are you being sincere or Are you being a perv again i have no idea <laughs> a bit of both <laughs> a, a perv, obviously no she is she is good casting um I like Naomi Watts. I think I think for that particular role too, like she'll be able to pull it off really well. It's
2: not the first time she's done a American remake. No, she was uh she was in The Ring
0: as well, which I, I it's it's kind of a toss up for people. I actually really like the American remake of The Ring. I do too. I know some people don't. I know that Mike hasn't even seen it. Have you? Have you? Have you? Maybe you have.
2: He's saying Mike's, no, he hasn't.
0: Mike's not into Mike's Mike's not into J horror just in general and then J horror that's remade for American audiences he hates even more because he's a self-hating American. Um, <laughs> um and then uh but they do have they're bring they're bringing back the uh the the two original filmmakers from the original Goodnight Mommy um Severin Fiala and Veronica Fra- Franz Franz, I don't know. And they're going to be executive producers. So the fact that they're coming back on to produce like hopefully they'll have a little bit of a say in the direction that um the writers with I wrote the writers now uh, Matt Sobel and Kyle Warren hopefully they'll kind of have a say in like the direction that they take it
2: that or at least <laughs>
0: they'll get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that too. I don't know. I just like American remakes have kind of a just remembered Toho produced Godzilla ninety eight. What does that have to do with anything?
2: The original producers produced the American oh. version.
0: Oh, I see where you're going with this. Well, you love the original Godzilla. Or you love the yeah, he's, Godzilla he's 98. i excited for this. Um, um I, I just don't I don't know. Like there's 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 Amer- American filmmakers have a habit of like kind of taking the soul out of Foreign films when they remake them, do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, it also really, if you've seen the original, you're not gonna like the remake typically. Like the ring, I like, but it was the first version I saw, I didn't see Ringu. I still haven't actually. You haven't seen list. Ringu so yet? Yeah. Yeah. I no, I not yet.
0: That, I think that I don't know if I've ever actually seen the original either. I think that it's an actually. I think it's actually a pretty um faithful remake though, isn't it? I could, be, I talk, I could so. be talking out of my ass on that one. I'm, I'm not going like, to actually say that until I
2: see it. Like, Let the Right One In and Let Me In. I saw mm-hmm. Let the Right One In first, and I loved it, and Let yeah. Me In. Just, I did not... I, I. It was okay. Like, it just bothered me, though, because there's a perfectly good movie over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like a subpar remake. Well, and that's the thing. Yes, Mike, we're all very impressed
0: with your collection. Um. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way I feel about it too. Like I, there's so many, there's so many like French horrors, crazy, like it's always super extreme. I, I, I didn't see the, the remake of, um, of, uh, Inside, but I heard that they pretty much took everything that made the original French movie, like what made it really extreme and crazy. They basically took everything out, you know? Oh. So I don't know. I don't. I don't <laughs> like, like this idea of. Point? Yeah, I don't like this idea of like sanitizing things for American audiences. So let's just let it let it be. Just make a different movie. <laughs> yeah, make a different fucking movie. <laughs> um, all right, next up, the most star-studded event of the season that uh, we actually give a shit about, Fangoria's 2021 Chainsaw Awards will be streaming exclusively on Shudder April 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
1: Why that's uh, this, this month?
0: That is this month. That's like in eight days next Saturday, right? So this is the first time in uh, several years that the awards show, which recognizes outstanding achievement in horror film and TV, will be televised. uh, And very first time since its inception in 1992 that the show will be televised globally. So that's That's pretty cool. That's really cool. the pre show and post show coverage will be available on both uh Shudder's socials and on Fangoria's socials and the ceremony will begin exclusively on Shudder TV at eight PM on Saturday the eighteenth. So Shudder, y'all. Four ninety nine a month. Just get it. Shutter. And hey, and hey Shudder. You know, sponsor us. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for that though. I've never actually watched the I've never actually watched the Chainsaw Awards before, have you? I have not. And so, neither has Mike. And neither and neither has Mike. So maybe uh hey, next Saturday we should do a Zoom call and we could hang out. What? I, I can't like it. read your lips, Mike. I can't is that what you is that okay, thumbs up. Yeah.
2: He wants to play Thumb Wars instead.
0: You want to play Thumb Wars <laughs> instead of watching the chainsaw the chainsaw awards, <laughs> he wants to get together and do thumb wars. Um, <clears throat> next up, this one's pretty interesting. Uh, Beginning next year, if you're hoping to check out any of Sony's new properties, Netflix will be the place to do it. It's been announced that Netflix and Sony have struck a deal starting in 2022 that will give Netflix exclusive streaming rights to Sony titles, after theatrical and home entertainment releases, that is. Um, Beginning with Sony's new Marvel title, Morbius, starring Jared Leto, the deal will provide Netflix with an 18-month exclusive window for Sony Films And two subsequent windows that will keep the films in circulation on Netflix um, while they reach other platforms across TV and streaming. So it's. uh, I know a lot of people don't like when companies strike up these kind of deals, but it's just kind of that's just kind of the that's the new age. Like that's the direction we're heading in, and you can't expect. I mean, obviously Netflix isn't a small company, but you can't expect these. Sm- smaller companies to not yeah. strike up these kinds of deals. You know what I it's mean? It's all
2: a business. Like if
0: Shudder, if Shudder, if Shutter started like Shudder, I would still, I would say is still rel- relatively small considered to like, uh, like when you're putting it up against Netflix or Hulu or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if Shudder suddenly said, Oh, we have rights to every um, um, Blumhouse movie that's coming out for the next, you know, couple years. Would people really give him shit? No, because it's a good business move. Shutter uh, is owned by AMC, shut, though. Oh, Shutter's owned by AMC since when? I did, I didn't know that. Since have they Mike told been? me. Since Mike. Today I learned. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the deal also gives Netflix the first option when it comes to Sony projects being made exclusively for streaming services, and it sounds like they already have a couple properties that they have their eye on that that they're planning on making exclusively for Netflix. So. Yeah, it should be uh should be pretty interesting to see how things go forward with this kind of stuff because I'm I'm guessing that you're gonna get more and more deals like this across these platforms coming up in the next couple of years, you know what I mean? I can't I can <laughs> I can feel tomorrow's hangover already, <laughs> Mike says. This stuff <laughs> is truly awful, Mike. And I thank you deeply for it. Oh god, every swallow is like like monkey piss, ew. <laughs> uh, it's getting better though. The more I frink, <laughs> you're also you're also getting worse at typing. I actually in your last in your last one, I corrected a typo live act in in the moment for you. You're getting worse impressed. at typing. All right, uh, um, a, little bit of, uh, <clears throat> a little bit of a little bit of a saw news here. Of course, we all know the next chapter in the Saw franchise, Spiral from the Book of Saw, which Michael and and myself are very excited about. Uh,
2: do you like the Saw franchise? I've only seen the first 4. Oh, for 5. I like sake. the first one. Second one's fun. It kind of drops off from there <laughs> for me. You I will continue. That.
0: You got to you got to you got to you have to invest yourself more in the like the intertwining story, the spider
2: web, the spiral. Yeah. Well, that's spiral, why I've, I've watched four, because I was going to stop at three, but because of this podcast, I finally watched four. And it keep, was... A, oh, okay.
0: Keep it rolling, because uh, <laughs> you're you're going to have... you got nine coming up here on uh, May 14th, and then it yep. sounds like you're going to have a 10, because uh, courtesy of Production Weekly's latest issue, the 10th installment of Saw X, it's titled right now, is listed as being... Active development under the series production company twisted pictures so uh saw x i like saw, that. saw x yeah jason they... x you know <laughs> it's it means they're going to space i'm assuming Son space <laughs> jigsaw in <laughs> space <laughs> you astronauts you do not value your life oh uh, mike says x gonna give it to you can we can we throw <laughs> up in you... R- can we throw up an r.i.p to dmx I know that it's not horror related, oh, but DMX.
2: Yeah. Well no, he's in uh Isn't he in Queen he of the a, Damn? No. Is he in Queen is of Is Dan? he? Is I'll he? look that up. I'll Mike,
0: up. Mike, you're not doing anything. No, no, no. Don't you you're my co-host, dude. Don't you look <laughs> it up. Let let Mike look shit up because he can't talk. <laughs> I need you, man. <laughs> okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm super stoked on any no, news that comes out about the Saw franchise. I uh, am an apologist for every 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 film like I know that there's a lot of people out there who like to pick the films apart and be like, "Well, they never answered this question. They never answered this question. Why is there two pig people that we haven't we haven't accounted for yet?" And it's like just calm down. I'm sure they'll <laughs> get to it. But let's just let's just enjoy the ride, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. I I love the saw movies. Do they have problems? Of course they have problems. But
2: yeah. Everybody, everybody's got problems, man. What I do love is how you guys, like, every Halloween, it, it was, like, in theaters, and you'd go and make it a thing and go and see it. Oh, I loved and it. that's what the movies are all about, so Hell I yeah. appreciate all that, you know. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you should get caught up, though. I'd be interested to hear what you think about the rest of it, because... I will do so. There, yeah, there, like I said, is there problems? There's a lot of problems, sure, but, like, the, the writing itself, like... How deep it gets into con- the connections between different films, it gets really cool. So I'd like to have a conversation with you about it sometime. All right. Um, real quick before we get to uh, blues here, a little bit of a little bit of a casting update. Uh, it has been confirmed that uh, Alex Vincent and Christina Leese will be back to reprise their roles of Andy and Kyle for the upcoming Chucky series. So that'll be cool. It sounds like they pretty much it's, they pretty much have everybody coming back for this series, and I'm I'm super stoked. No horror movies for Dmx. Shockingly, Michael says.
2: I guess but the that's, closest thing would be Exit Wounds. Exit wounds. Isn't that the Seagal movie? <laughs> I consider Seagal
0: movies horror horror movies because the of genre, because of his acting. <laughs> <Some way. laughs> um. And I his guess, ba- and I guess, basically, just it, not just his acting, but just basically who he is as a person is kind of horrific. Not Dmx, but uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, back to the Chucky news. It's, it's pretty cool. They've got obviously Jennifer Tilly coming back, Fiona Dorif, Brad Durriff, duh. Uh, Devin Sawa has joined the cast, and now that they have Alex Vincent and Christina Lee from Child's Play Two.
2: So this is a series, a a whole family affair.
0: Cult of Chucky. Yeah, this is yeah, right. Cult of Chucky was the last one, and both of these actors reprise their roles in Cult of Chucky. Sweet. They're coming back for the TV show. So you don't know much about this TV show. Nope. Um, What is it? Uh, So Chucky has been described as a fresh take on the franchise that'll explore Chucky's characters with a depth that is uniquely afforded by the television series format. So it's cool. It really sounds like it's going mm. to dive into the history. Dive into maybe more of the the. Um... Yeah, I know, Mike. I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> he says clearly. clearly someone clearly doesn't listen someone to, doesn't to the listen show. <laughs> show. Listen, your jokes aren't gonna. They're not in this in this format with you talking <laughs> to us via text. Your jokes are not going to be able to land right in the middle of mine the way they usually do. I'm going to fucking say the rest of my sentence. Actually, I should.
1: Pardon my French, but you're an asshole.
0: I should. I should actually do it the way that we, the way our dynamic is in real life, and I'll just be talking, and then right in the middle of me saying a sentence, I'll just say what you said in the chat, because we know that's how it would be in real life. Because you just can't. Actually. I never realized what this what this whole thing is affording me is the opportunity to say things without being interrupted for 10 seconds. But you know what I'm finding? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I would I would actually rather be interrupted by you every 10 seconds because <laughs> it puts less pressure on me. <laughs> 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 All right. Vito, what's new on blue, baby?
2: Yes, blu-rays. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome uh, I know you touched on some of their April releases, well they're releasing more in April, they are releasing All American Murder, The Cellar and Grave Secrets All American Murder from 1991 is a twisted hybrid of Slasher and Jallo, co-starring Christopher Walken and sadly we can't have Mike give his Christopher Walken impression right now Wow! but you know maybe next time and it's a tightly paced, suspenseful, and featuring an array of an unexpectedly grisly murders. Vinegar Syndrome is proud to bring this underseen piece of early 90s horror to Blu ray, newly restored in 2K from its 35 mm inner positive. Um, Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it, but uh, <laughs> it's a walking movie, so why not? Uh, the Cellar is a stylish monster film. Playing into the folk horror of the American Southwest, this is a newly restored two K uh, Blu-ray uh, for the first time, and it's also a theatrical cut and a never-before-seen, and they claim vastly superior original director's cut. I love so that one.
1: I looks love pretty cool.
0: I love uh, horror that takes place in the Southwest or like Western horror. I, I think it's a really cool under underutilized region in horror yeah, movies yeah and it's like, you know like a, I
2: mean? it it's it, there's a native american shaman there's a seller at a family with some creature and the image of the creature looks really cool so yeah check that one out really uh, cool. the third one from vinegar syndrome is grave secrets which is a deliberate throwback to classic haunted house chillers and stars paul amat david warner and others Elevated by Gothic Horror Visuals, Vineger, Vinegar Syndrome Archive presents this direct-to-video sleeper on Blu-ray for the first time. Nice. Again, newly restored in 2K.
0: Up his ass.
2: <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, from Severin. Severin's also got three uh, new Blu-rays coming out. When is this? July? Yes, these are all July. So, first up, we have Skin Deep, which is from 2004. Sorry, missed that. Uh, <laughs> Skin Deep is a demented gift from the B-movie gods about a rural clan of psychotic freaks, the killing spree that takes us places and shows us things we've never seen before, and the final girl that may be their depraved undoing. Warwick Davis stars in this brutal bloody forgotten masterpiece featuring music by Captain Sensible of the Damned. It's now scanned uncut in 2K from the original negative for the first time ever. Nice. All right. You know I'm up looking up for... at I'm
0: I'm real quick I'm looking at this yeah. uh, All American Murder thing the the Vinegar yeah. Syndrome release. I haven't seen I don't think I've seen this whole movie, but I the scene that's at the top of that the picture that's at the top of that uh article of yeah. the dude in like the the workout rack and he's like mm-hmm. looks like he's cut in half. I've seen that scene somewhere. I don't know what where or why I would have seen it, but I've definitely seen that before. That would
2: uh, stick with me for sure if I saw that before. It looks gnarly.
0: It looks pretty messed up. Anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'm taking taking over the role of Mike tonight. It's all
2: good. (laughs) It's all good. Skin deep from 2004. Next, we have Born for Hell from 1976. Born for Hell is an adaptation of the true story of mass murderer Richard Speck, uh, where a disturbed Vietnam vet, Drifter, brutalizes a dorm full of student nurses. It was re-edited like by the video good distributor released. <laughs> yeah. It was formally released as Naked Massacre, but it was edited to shit. And <laughs> the director's cut has remained unseen in America until now. So, yes, Born for Hell, and the last one is called Siege. This one sounds insane. This is 1983. Siege, it's also known as uh, self defense in America. But Siege was one of the most disturbing and rarely seen Canadian shockers of the 80s. Inspired by the actual 42 day Halifax police strike. When a local group of right wing vigilantes massacres the patrons of a gay bar, the sole survivor seeks refuge in a nearby apartment building whose residents must now defend themselves in a night of hate, terror, and bloodshed. Holy shit. Nuts. That's crazy, Frank. Hey, Chief, look at this duck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that was. but uh but anyway those are your blues if you're gonna throw drops in you gotta make it something we actually know <laughs> <laughs> loud enough to hear it
0: <laughs> all right my uh my last little bit of news here is um he said the wrong video played <laughs> this is this is why having a road one of those roadcaster things would be perfect right now because you could you could not suck at what you do <laughs> Um all right, this last one I know this one kills Mike that this is in the news for this week because this is everything he's ever dreamt about. Uh all rolled into one. Oh, and wow. I know and I know he probably wants to talk about it so bad, but um <clears throat> the creators of Cobra Kai will soon be leaving the dojo for a UFO in their upcoming feature length film based on the History Channel series Ancient Aliens. Which Mike is, you know, insanely into. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you not familiar with Ancient Aliens, it's a pseudo-documentary series that focuses on the idea that extraterrestrial beings visited Earth in ancient times, sometimes provoking cultures into thinking they were gods. Which, <laughs> they make some pretty compelling arguments on the show. It's really <laughs> wild. It's kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm, I am I'm, know Mike hasn't, but Vito, I'm assuming you've seen the original um uh, 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 Stargate.
2: Yes, yes, I yes. love that
0: movie with James Spader. I love that movie yeah. so much. That's kind of that's kind of how that was. It was like they yeah. went through the Stargate to this ancient civilization. It was kind of uh, kind of modeled after like an Egyptian civilization, and they had these gods carved into their hieroglyphics and then when the gods came down they talked up you know they praised them and they worshiped them and everything and then it ended up it was they were actually just spoiler alert they were actually just aliens right um it's kind of also
2: like uh prometheus
0: oh yeah yeah very much so um so yeah, the if you haven't watched the show Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, they do set up some pretty compelling arguments. But it's the I know that everybody's seen the meme of the guy with the crazy hair where he's like, "I'm not saying that it's aliens, but it's aliens." <laughs> That's that show. If you don't know if that if you've never seen it before, um, the History Channel explains that the film will be, and this is where Mike's just gonna you know, just nut. It'll be a two-handed globe-spanning adventure featuring ancient sites and artifacts, confronting the theories and questions raised by the popular docu-series. That's like saying vegan chicken tastes like chicken.
2: Is that what you just? Said? I don't know what that's referring to. <laughs> what
0: are you referring to? I can't remember what I said.
1: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> compelling. Oh,
0: compelling. What? Wh- hold on. You're saying that. You're saying that the. You're the one who's super into ancient aliens. (laughs) Are you saying that the things that are, are you saying the arguments that they make in ancient aliens are
2: not compelling? I think he's trying to say they're more compelling. I love it, but most of those fools are crazy as shit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: listen to me. Listen, you would go to one of their conventions and you know for sure that you would walk out of there a total believer. I'm not entirely sure that you wouldn't walk out of a flat earth or convention a total believer too. Um, <laughs> but does this not, so, this basically sounds like national treasure, but with aliens, which is, that, which is, that sounds really cool, which is everything Mike has ever wanted. If you you
2: guys watched Cobra Kai,
0: I have not yet. Is it good? It is. is it? Yeah, we're on season two. I need right to get, now. I need to get into it. I just, I just watched two seasons of the show You. Have you watched that
2: yet? No, I don't know that one.
0: Um, it's pretty good. It's like Dexter for Gen Zers. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's uh, Mike says I've been a f- I've been to a flat earther place. It's called the traffic light. <laughs> 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 Are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. I don't even want to get into local it. humor. Yeah, local humor. Um. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's basically it's kind of like Dexter. I think Mike would agree here. It's kind of like Dexter except for for Gen Z. You. You you. How do you, Okay, hold on. You can't even pay attention if Mike is <laughs> if Mike is typing something. He can't pay attention to what's going on around him. That's incredible. That's incredible to me. Um yeah, it's uh it's good though. You should definitely te- check it out. Um Sweet. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's uh, that's all I got for the news this week. Um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break here, listening. and when we come back, Mike, it doesn't it doesn't it's it doesn't... trying to play I'm a video. Sorry, I wasn't listening.
1: <laughs> Thank it you. doesn't. It You're going drops, at that for
0: five minutes. <laughs> drops don't work if they take you five minutes to pull them up. <laughs> you need to have right. some stuff preloaded. <laughs> also, stop laughing. You're gonna blow out your throat. That's what she said. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Washing Machines and
2: what was the other movie? Figure out exactly what happened to Mike.
0: And figure out out exactly what happened to Mike. So uh, we'll be back. Throughout this, we will see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, all right, all right, all right. All, all right, all right. How many more times can I say all right? I'm get, I'm getting all right, James. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting into Andre three thousand territory. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now ladies, let's talk about washing machines. Let's do not, it. Not specifically that the ladies need to talk about, about washing machines. <laughs> I'm not a sexist. I do the laundry in my house, I swear to God.
2: <laughs> but, ladies, do talk about the washing machine in The Washing Machine from 1993. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Vito. Uh, before we start, I know that Mike has something that he wants to say about washing machines.
3: Apparently dangerous. Maybe the public at large hasn't known that over the years, but it's known in the, in, in the washing machine industry. Yeah.
2: That they're, they're dangerous? dangerous. They're dangerous. They're dangerous.
0: <laughs> Apparently, washing machines are dangerous.
3: Mm. That was that was taken from a news article where a four-year-old boy got his arm ripped off, clean off his body, from an industrial-sized washing machine. Oh God! Oh, could you could have yeah. just, just left
0: the clip with no context, and it would have <laughs> been funny. Worse. And yeah, then you had to sleep with that tonight. And then you had to take it into that territory.
2: Do you have a clip of him screaming?
0: as well yeah, do you you like yeah, to do you have add? any do you have any picture do you have any pictures of the child that we can see i'm not an animal you guys you monster well all right uh, 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 the yeah. washing machine from 1993 i was actually kind of surprised when I,
1: monster <laughs> I,
0: I was surprised when i started this movie i didn't realize this was a Ruggiero diodado movie um yes it's, uh, that that was that was a bit of a That was a bit of a surprise for me. Uh, This movie is about a police detective who investigates the murder of a man found dismembered in a washing machine and is drawn into a web of deceit and murder by the dead man's lover, Vida, and her two sisters, Sissy and Ludmilla.
2: Yes, and by the way, if you don't know Ruggiero Diodato, he's the one who uh, directed the movie where I think it's safe to say we all think it's horrible. Uh, cannibal holocaust hmm. yeah mike hates it um he, mike I, 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 I
0: if if mike doesn't say anything about hating it i will take his silence as uh as confirmation and i'm not gonna look at the chat at this point in time because I
2: mean, it's got a great soundtrack but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he does agree with that <laughs> no mike loves it mike loves it um, I you said you were surprised it was directed by. Him. I was surprised this was a '90s film. I, it looked and felt like a '70s movie to me. Did it really? Yeah, I probably because of the. It's a Jalo.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm not. I am not a huge fan of Jallo. So, like when we when we found this movie. We, because we were. Mike came over to tell me that he was on vocal rest, and he's like, he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do the show this week. And I go, <laughs> 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 sorry, Mikey, I didn't mean to make you laugh while you were drinking. And uh, <laughs> he was wearing, by the way, he was wearing a. <laughs> he's got a little <laughs> sign that he wears around his. <laughs> he's got a little sign that he wears around his neck. <laughs> to let people know at like stores and stuff and it says I'm sorry, I'm on voice rest. <laughs> I can I can still communicate with you. I can write or I can text or whatever the
2: fuck. Do you wear that out in public? Like have you gone to the store with it? <laughs> He's typing. <laughs> He's the... <laughs> <laughs> Please say yes. Um
0: he says like, like a, a real like a real soft bitch.
2: <laughs>
0: right. Do you actually do you actually wear it when you go out though? Do you that's funny man um <laughs> I mean, you know what i guess uh, it's not that funny because you know some people some people on voice rest for who are not able to communicate actually need something like that but he says oh and he made his own wait you made your own no you didn't no you did not it has
2: the hospital on the top i thought the no. hospital oh, oh he has a second one. one. Oh, did you make a is it second written one? in crayon
0: do you have a second one that just says i'm on voice rest"? fuck off that's, That's what, what was he was trying, trying to, find, to find, find earlier. Oh, yeah. you can't even find it? You lost it? You've been on voice rest for less than a week. Couldn't find it. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I... This didn't this didn't look like a 70s movie. T- yeah. Oh, what I was saying, I'm not a huge fan of giallo. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'm not a hor- I'm not a huge fan of Italian horror in in general. Mm-hmm. Which just, which this one's this one's weird. It's I know it's a giallo movie and I know it's uh made by an Italian filmmaker, but it's it's also it takes place entirely in Russia for some reason, which is weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is uh, well, they say it's an erotic thriller. Um, I'd call it a lewd soft chord Jalo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a um, lot of there's a lot of sex in this movie. It's, yeah, it's showgirls cranked up to eleven.
0: <laughs> it's like so. it's like weird and needless too. It, it, not that I'm not that I'm complaining. I don't really care. Like it's, it it doesn't bother me. But like so much of it was I, I was just like, why is this? Why it's just like there. Wh- yeah. Like
2: constantly <laughs> yeah
0: there's just like so much where i'm i'm like all right if if you're tr- if you're just trying to make a porn just make a porn
2: you know I, and yeah like
0: cut like cut the shit just make a porn
2: <laughs> this i guess would be ultra soft oh, Ultra this would, soft core yeah this would yeah <laughs> um <I
0: don't> know. <laughs> it's it's got it, I, did let me just let me just flat out ask sure did, did you like the movie not really no uh, aside from aside from like uh aside from all the needless the needless Here, like
2: so near what, near soft porn what i'll say is this uh it was not my cup of tea i i do like dario argento movies i haven't uh-huh. really seen many jallos outside of him mm-hmm. um but this did have a lot of interesting stuff happening in it and i can see like other people who like this kind of thing would enjoy it because it's at least was interesting enough cuz you're like what is going on and we'll get into like
1: I think all that the was
2: stuff. I think that was kind of the thing
0: for me like I I immediately cuz when we looked it up we looked it up simply based on the 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 title like me and Mike when he was over here the other day we're like is there are there any horror movies based on washing machines and so I looked up I just I looked up on Just Watch washing machine and of course this is the first one first and only that popped up i was like it's called the washing machine and it's got a picture of a dead body in a washing machine it's gotta be a horror movie right i found out it was giallo and i was like i'm gonna erotic this movie thriller <laughs> erotic but, thriller um, and yeah I, I i i we just followed the tide mike says <laughs> I get it. Yes, I get it. You don't need oh, to explain. Tied, you yes. don't need I to explain it. your T- jokes.
2: <laughs> he typed the when second he... <laughs> time. <laughs> he he's, literally did that. He's
0: explaining his jokes even when he can't say them out loud. <laughs> what a son of a bitch! Oh um, man, yeah. I I just went into this going. Um, automatically, I'm not gonna like this because I'm I'm just not. Just Italian movies in general are are not my thing. Um. Was, Were you pleasantly surprised? Though? I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Like, it's weird. Much like many other Giallo movies, it's very mm. weird. Um, I kind of liked the story, though, honestly. He says, right. Mike says, yeah, because of all the toots. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't hurt. <laughs> it certainly
2: didn't hurt. But uh, I don't know. I kind of like the story. Well, uh, before if you... we get into. Oh, oh cool. yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I wanted to just run by the cast because Mike usually does this. Um, so this movie is starring a uh, French actor, uh, Philippe Carrot, um, <laughs> and uh, Italian actress, Illyria um, Borarelli, Borarelli, and Polish actress, uh, um Figure, and then I think Italian actress, Barbell uh Ricky, Ricky, Barbell Ricky.
0: Oh, I appreciate the effort so much that, uh, so Vito in taking, Vito in taking place of Mike tonight, uh, really channeled Mike on that one. Um, cause those names
2: were just slaughtered, <laughs> <laughs> but you can look them up. Uh, <laughs> But yes, essentially, they, they were playing the main detective and the three <laughs> crazy sisters. The three. Which I have a lot to say about the sisters. But I, There was a part of me, like, I,
0: especially toward the end of the movie, I was like, this has got to, there's, I, I thought that there was going to be like a, uh, I thought that there was going to be a Suspiria twist. And I was like, this is a coven, a coven of witches. <laughs> did it not yeah, give yeah, did it not no. give off that feeling at one point? It did. Definitely did. Um, especially once uh, um what was her name? Uh um Vita. Vita. When she there's a certain there's like a turning point in the movie where she suddenly starts cackling all the time. Like <laughs> she was a totally normal person at the beginning of the movie, and then like halfway through the movie she starts cackling all the time about yeah. weird about random shit. And I was like Okay, I see what they're doing. They're they're leaning into the they're they're leaning into this a little hard. This is going to be a coven of witches, I think. And then they they really didn't <laughs> it's take not, it there. And I was no, it's, it's not, it's at, not all. at all. It's pretty straightforward. But I, did you not get that feeling?
2: <laughs> I got a little bit. I mean, I really just didn't know where this movie was going to go. But um, maybe it was all that French champagne, Mike says. <laughs> but anyway, the the movie opens up with Vita and her boyfriend pimp um, and by the way mike asked our did did they kill any animals in this one well for the opening sequence i said oh there's going to be a drinking game how many times they kick a cat <laughs> i felt so bad for this cat i know oh my god like they kept tripping over the cat or literally throwing things at it anyway there was the um, well
0: the the scene the scene where they were they, they were banging by the fridge which that's such a waste of energy um <laughs> <laughs> like close your fridge
2: oh yeah your, and she's using the the shelf as leverage with her shoe and she knocks food off
1: the counter yeah and the who doesn't shelf.
0: and who doesn't put it was 1993 like saran wrap didn't exist yeah there's who, they who were puts, completely unwrapped who puts food in their fridge without any cover on the top of it it's so irresponsible you're gonna get you're going to get bacterial
2: growth at that point. Well, this whole movie, you realize they're, they're not concerned with freshness. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, so she's mad at her b- boyfriend pimp guy. Um, but then they end up having sex. And her sister, uh, uh, what's her name? Not Maria, the other one. Um, she starts watching them while playing a triangle, the percussion instrument. Um, I'm sorry, Mike is writing some weird stuff that will
0: what does Mike say? Like, you've never beaten some pussy.
2: <laughs> that chef at my work? And the chef
0: at my work. What are you talking about?
2: Okay. I don't know. While he writes, I'll continue. I <laughs> she's she's playing a triangle while watching them have sex. And Vita realizes she's watching and likes it. So right off the bat, you don't know what's going on. And these are and sisters. Then, yeah so you know they're sisters
0: we're starting and, off on a hot foot
2: and then we cut to uh that one s- same sister who i can't think of her name what what is it Lu- oh Mila. i think they call her milla ludmilla
0: ludmilla, ludmilla yeah.
2: she then sees a washing machine going and it's her boyfriend pimp all cut up and bloodied in the washing machine and that's how the movie opens
0: the uh oh the bo-
2: i felt sorry for the cat and the saran wrap thing, and he oh, was trying this, to make
0: your your chef at work doesn't put saran wrap on the food. Gross, dude.
2: Oh, that's gross. Cool. Is he French?
0: <laughs> is he? Is it France? Um. Yeah. Uh. So. So. This is. This movie. What this movie is trying to do is so like I'm I'm sure you're familiar with uh like uh. I got the sense of what the movie was trying to do was like in in literature they call it a um um uh a uh unreliable narrator. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. have you ever like have you ever read uh yes. Haunting, Haunting of Hill House? I've not, but I I know what you're talking about. It's like a classic example of an unreliable narrator because you're getting this you're getting this story, but then as you're getting this story and you're getting details of the story, but then as the details of the story or as the story itself unfolds, you start to realize I don't know if I can rely on this person telling me the details of the story because
2: they seem like maybe they're batshit crazy, right? Right. Um, and the reason that is in this is because she sees this dismembered body in the washing machine. But next day, the detectives there, there's no body. The body's right. missing, and no they say she's an alcoholic. She had right. an alcoholic hallucination.
0: Right. But then the other two stories in, or, or the other two sisters in turn give their stories as well, and none of their stories line up either. Like yeah, there's always some, yeah. there's always some f- physical impossibility to each one of their stories. Like. Yeah. There's always either blood coming from the washing machine and then somebody checks and there's no blood or there's, you know, a dismembered body or there's or someone
2: like, stabbed the guy or there,
0: Yeah. Or somebody fainted on the floor with a smashed pitcher of lemonade everywhere. <laughs> and then when somebody finds them, there's no smashed pitcher on the floor. You know, so like you can see that like every time they go to tell their story and there's a reenactment of that story, there's something
2: off about it. And, but here, and, let's and, let's run down these sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to tell I want to tell Mike and the and the listeners what they do. So we, we mentioned Vita, she's a prostitute, but she is also a ribbon dance instructor. <laughs> the other sister, which uh, most, Mila,
0: in my experience, most prostitutes are also ribbon dancer instructors. So that's pretty true to life.
2: <laughs> and Mike wants to say, in fairness, it's washing machines. I would expect there to be blood after a cycle. <laughs> But um, (laughs) bump. So that yeah, that's Vita and Mila, or I'm always gonna get her name wrong. The one who's an alcoholic, uh, she's clairvoyant and a percussionist. And then finally, there's Maria, the sassy
0: one. You mean uh, Jirouch, the clairvoyant percussionist.
2: Yeah, and she uh, Maria is the violinist who also escorts blind people, and she has a girlfriend who's a blind person, and she frequently takes her top off non nonstop in front of everybody.
0: Won't hear me complaining.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so these these are the characters that this detective keeps bumping into, or they seek him out, and he's trying to solve like where is this body? Where's where's Yuri the boyfriend pimp who's missing who Mm. apparently was killed in a washing machine and he's doing a really terrible job at detective because he's not really looking for him but he keeps like following the sisters or they're following him and then (laughs) then more (laughs) stuff happens
0: that's the thing is he's he's never on the trail of anything like if it weren't for these three sisters literally just handing him evidence the entire time he wouldn't come across any useful evidence whatsoever Yes, and he's... Mike,
2: in answer to your question, yes.
0: Um, Mike asks if she fucks blind people. <laughs> Just she the does. one. Just the and,
2: one. And likes to do that around blind people at a museum. <laughs> there was... so
0: <laughs> Oh, boy. I mean, that so, scene... Yeah. That scene was... Uh, it was... <laughs> it was uh, interesting and ridiculous. And at the same time, I was like,
2: yeah, I'd probably try that. <laughs> so yeah this detective all three of these sisters at one point try to seduce this detective um, they usually they actually all end up succeeding at one point this detective has a girlfriend at the same time by the way and actually Vita I think is the first one to seduce him well she doesn't she actually rapes him uh, he doesn't say no but she surprises him with handcuffs handcuffs him to a pole and then just rides him <laughs> <laughs> it's uh
0: like, yeah it uh it, it it bring you know like it, you said you said uh you said the rape word and it's like there there's there's a school of thought where people are like well a man can't be raped by a woman uh yes yes they fucking can and i yeah. just i just watched it last night and i watched it happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: yeah because he later does say to his girlfriend that well, this is a little jumping ahead, but we'll, we can bring it back. Because oh, you I think just this is feel, important time feel just free to feel
0: free to jump all over the place. OK, because she's like suspecting mess.
2: him of cheating. Yeah. Right. Because he's getting seduced by all these sisters and sleeping with all of them. But she's like, I, I think you're sleeping with someone. He's like, why would I betray you? No, I don't have a lover. I have three. And they're all <laughs> sucking the life out of me. <laughs> Oh, and get your surprise audio uh, button, mic ready. Get the surprise one ready because but what, this. <laughs> but what was the? Are you about to talk about the next thing that happens? Should I? Should yeah. I jump right into? This? Yeah, just okay, jump So into he goes, it. "Yes, I have three lovers. You don't know anything about me." Then he opens his closet to a bunch of whips and chains and gimp outfit and goes, <laughs> "Surprise! I'm into S and M."
0: Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't loud enough, Mike. <laughs> oh. and, um, that was the. I was like, "What does this have to Surprise, do with?" Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> I was like, "What does this have to do with anything?" He's just like, you know, he's he he goes from one minute going, "I'm not cheating on you," to literally ten seconds later going, "I'm cheating on you with three women." And then he opens his closet. You don't know anything about me, and he opens. Not only does he open the closet, he then opens a closet within a closet. Yeah, the back panels. There's, there's a bunch of paddles and chains and whips and some really respectable leather work. And he's just like, <laughs> This is what I'm into. You can you love me now? And I'm just like, Why are you being so mean to this woman? She just wants to like she just wanted to know if you were sleeping with somebody. You don't have to be and a complete up, asshole.
2: And up to this point, like He's you can tell he's like having issues mentally with like dealing with oh man I cheated oh no but he keeps going along with it and it, like I said it's three women and they do it like multiple times too so <laughs> it's a really bad detective and then just yeah like you said out of nowhere these whips and chains and they never talk about it again <laughs> no they don't that's, <laughs> that's, it. The,
1: the, that's the, re- the the only the only reference
0: it. the only reference to it for the rest of the movie is uh when Nikolai, when Nikolai, yeah, he hides that, something. That, that Weasley little prick finds the suitcase. He was my in favorite there. character. Nikolai, he re- he yeah. reminded he reminded me too much of somebody we know, and I just, just out of the kindness like, of my own heart, I'm not going to say it on here, but,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I just yes. like the look. See, <laughs> Mike made just, Mike like just.
0: Mike just lipped the name and air lip sync lip synced the name and it was it was him. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, Mike had a question. Are, are they killed and then put in a washing machine? I think that they're cut up and put in a washing machine. Yeah. yeah. So they're killed first. But it's just the one.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. That it we tur- know of. Yeah. It turns out. Uh, turns out this whole thing. See, I don't even. Okay. <laughs> let me let me get the end of this movie right. So okay. at, the, at the very end, it turns out that Yuri was alive the whole time, right the the body who was allegedly the found pimp, in the, the boyfriend right. pimp Yuri. He yes. was alive the whole time, and he wanted a suitcase full of jewels and and money and shit back, right? Correct. And All? it was and it was in the possession of uh, the
2: detective,
0: Inspector Stase- Stachev. Um, right. Or Alexander. So really this whole thing was just a ploy to get that back?
2: It was all an elaborate plot. All three sisters were in on it to get a briefcase back from evidence that had jewels in it.
0: Except in the course of all of this, Maria, Sissy, actually falls in love with Alexander.
2: Which is interesting because did you pick up on that ever did at I, all? Until that up... very end moment where she's like... You love him. Oh, I do. I'm crying now. Well,
0: no, I mean she. Yes, because out of the out of the three of them, I felt like she, like when she was showing him affection, it was it it, it seemed
2: genuine. Like surrounded by blind people. <laughs> well, surrounded by Surrounded by like blind, her.
0: <laughs> Surrounded by blind people, but then also like when they were backstage at that like weird oh were, yeah yeah that weird like music rehearsal the and... performance
2: because they're all into percussion and violin and yeah. all <laughs> they're trying to put on a good show <laughs> it's so at bizarre. the same time at all this what a bizarre movie but... yes
0: I yeah I actually did I actually did think that I, I did think that she was being honest with him and I did okay. think that uh, she had fallen for him and then I was I, like I
2: thought she was playing him still and then all of a sudden I'm like wait oh she really did like love him okay
0: And then at the end, I I actually I actually really liked the ending because she because she you know they they ended up so they ended up killing him, putting him in the washing machine for her to find, right? And Yuri comes back in and he's Oh the detective. Yeah. That was a big by the way, by the way, this whole thing is sparked by these three sisters all being in love with Yuri. And he looks like yep. the he looks like the bottom of my foot. Like he's just <laughs> the ugliest motherfucker. And I'm like, this guy must have tons of money. Tons of it. Yeah. Because this guy's not attractive. And he's like 20 years older than all of them. Um, and it turns and they, you know, they come in and they say, We're family. We forgive you. We're family. Yuri the drummer from MXPX. No. This movie would have been better
2: if it was that. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, and um, by the way, you, uh, you kind of skipped over, uh, so the detective, the reason he gets killed uh, is because Maria fell in love with him, Right. and the family was mad about that. They were right. going to let him live otherwise, but he well, gets cut up and put in a washing machine for which, Maria to find.
0: Which really sucks. Like, why couldn't they just let Maria go and live her life with him?
2: Cause but, it, because she's part of the family, yeah. and this is the big plan. They want to open a nightclub where they can pour fresh champagne, French champagne, they say, and have exotic but uh, elegant dancing. (laughs) This is their big idea in 93. We killed him. This is why we need this briefcase of jewels. So let's all three seduce him. This is why we we
0: slaughtered (laughs) the man that you love, Maria, so that we could have a nightclub... And pour French champagne whenever we wanted. <laughs> uh, call me crazy, but I think I would've left at that point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but that was there was also a new a second ending right after this where Maria gets a little bit of revenge See, for I her act- detective boy.
0: See, and I actually really like this ending. Um yeah. Yuri's having himself a bath, you know. As as Russians will do, you know, they like their banya. Um wasn't he italian was this movie russian was this movie starring brando that (laughs) would have been interesting as well that would have been awesome um no you no his name is yuri he's russian (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah everybody in this movie is russian
2: which is why i was yeah every who oh were they playing russian yeah who in this movie is not i thought this was italian Bro. Well, I know the the detective
0: is French. Inspe- in real life. In real life, but Inspector Stachev, that's Russian. Oh. Uh Maria Kolba? I don't
2: know. Oh yeah, I guess
0: you're Vida, right. Vida Ludmila Nikolai Irina. Yeah. U- and good. his name I did was and that. and his name was Yuri Petkov. Yes, yeah, they're yeah, all it's a bunch of Russians, <laughs> a bunch of Ruskies. Um but uh <laughs> He's so um, taking a bath. Yeah, so he's he's uh he's in his banya. I I I think that I think that means bath in Russian. I have no idea. I just know that a Russian banya is a thing, and <laughs> it's like a bathhouse. <laughs> but he's having a bath, and and uh, Maria comes in, and uh, and tosses the <laughs> tosses the iron into the bath with him. And then when they do they do the final shot where the other sisters come in and the, plus the blind chick. <laughs> And the blind girl comes running into the room really fast. Like she could see where she was going.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: And but she's just staring off and, and they they're do, all looking at the top. And, and they do that thing.
0: They do the freeze they, frame. They do like a free, like an eighties freeze frame, but I actually kind of liked the freeze frame because they got it right in the middle of, uh, right in the middle of Vita cackling like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maria had this really like mischievous, like, fuck you look and was looking directly at the camera. <laughs> the blind girl was looking off <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> and then the other girl was just like, you know, she she looked like she played timpani in an orchestra. Um, but the freeze frame actually kind of worked for me. I was like, it's a super 80s move, but it kind of something about it kind of wrapped this up
2: nicely. <laughs> I will agree with you on that. I just, It was a powerful <laughs> freeze frame. It was it, a good shot. Uh,
0: but even then, still, I was I was not entirely like it looked like a freeze frame from a movie about a bunch of witches. I was like, yeah. this is. I'm still convinced that this is a coven of witches.
2: Yeah. So my my favorite scene was the museum where she's ta- escorting Maria's ta- escorting all the blind people to feel the statues. They close the museum for the blind people, and then the detective shows up. She seduces him. They start having sex. And then the blind people start calling for her, especially her girlfriend. They're like, Maria? Maria? And she's like completely naked. it It was so mean. And then you get like really close to her face. Like there's no way they're not hearing the lip smacking and the breathing. And they're just like, Maria? And they're not moving their necks. I don't know why they thought blind people can't move their heads. But it was like they were wearing a Batman's <laughs> mask or something, a cowl. <laughs> like, it just can't move my neck. I'm blind.
0: Maybe it was all blind people who were struck blind by massive injury to the neck. Perhaps. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think
2: of. Did, did you have a favorite uh, favorite scene?
0: <laughs> uh, literally everything about the movie was my favorite <laughs> I don't think that any scene stood out enough for it to be my favorite. Like maybe her tossing the thing into the to the bath with Yuri. Mm. (laughs) That might have been it because this movie was just weird.
2: Yep. There's just that sums it up. There's
0: just so much that went on like I I don't think I can pick a favorite scene, honestly. There's just there was just too much weird that that happened. Um
2: so i'm i'm not even gonna i'm oh sorry the nightmare sequence they like they spike the detective's tea and he has this nightmare oh. sp- sequence where Lita vita is just hacking away at yuri's body
0: actually now that you mention it maybe i'll say that that was my favorite scene because that was the f- that was the only sequence where like i actually got genuinely kind of creeped out too
2: yeah, that was gross. Like
0: they had a couple, like he would look around and then somebody would be there and then somebody's face would change and then and and then she was like cackling and hacking up Yuri's body and stuff. I thought that was actually mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. So I'd say that's probably my favorite scene. Mike's trying to show us something. The washing machine. Vo- I can't yes, see. Yes, that's what- the poster. Yeah, that's the, that's, yeah, that's the poster, bro. He's gonna buy it. You, you're gonna buy you're it. You're gonna buy it. Mike's gonna buy the.
2: Uh, it's it's action. not really. I would rent it first, Mike.
0: Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> we, no. We might be over. No. No. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the opposite here. Please buy it. Yes. Thank you.
2: <laughs> okay. You do like the director a lot, so. All right. All right.
0: Um. Yeah. That's that's it for the. I feel like we actually talked way too much about this movie because possibly because uh, it's it's a bizarre movie
2: worth a watch but worth a watch. Will it take your breath away the way a real mic- washing machine took mics?
0: <laughs> Quite possibly. See for yourself. Do you think? Would you say it's worth a watch? Though
2: it really depends. If if this kind of thing is your cup of tea, then then yes. Okay. I'd say absolutely. If you're like into this kind of erotic thriller jello stuff. All right. I, I'm not. That's... So I would say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair enough. All right. Uh. So next up from 2016. Is Hush, which, if I'm not mistaken, was this actually the was
2: this the first
0: Netflix exclusive movie? Am I wrong? Mm, Am I wrong about that? Look,
2: up. look look that up, Mike. Yeah,
0: Mike, see if you can find out about that. Um, I feel like back in I feel like back in the back in the day, or did Oculus come out before this? Was Oculus? Uh, in? Was I think it Ocul- Ocul- was Oculus. Out? I'm mixing all my shit up. Um, Here, keep going. I'll I'll find that one out. It doesn't matter, but uh, anyway, Hush from 2016, a deaf and mute writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window. Uh, this is directed by Mike Flanagan, written by Mike Flanagan and his real-life wife, Kate Siegel, who actually plays the lead role in this movie as well, uh, the lead role of Maddie. Um, mm-hmm who she, she did an amazing job with this role i thought oh yeah um yeah this movie is i this is the, so this is the, i watched it a few years ago for for this show this is my second time watching it i liked it just as much this time uh if not more and uh it, it's honestly like i feel like it's a little bit underrated i don't hear a lot of people talk about this movie and i feel like it's i feel like it deserves a lot more... a a, a lot more uh praise than it gets
2: yeah i i have never seen this movie before (laughs) i did hear your original podcast and i i'm like oh that sounds interesting definitely blew my expectations out of the water watching it i i thought it was really good and really smart with how they go about it
0: yeah yeah for sure um the way they kind of <clears throat> the way they kind of uh, first of all the sound design in the movie i thought was really oh awesome oh my gosh yes. um so because she's deaf and and, and mute like she, obviously she, she can't hear anything that's going on around her so when they do when they do give you things from an outside perspective like when you're just seeing her walking around her house but you can still hear everything they really crank up the uh the volume and and the sound design is amazing because everything it's kind of it's kind of i think i even mentioned it a couple times earlier because we're talking about sound and stuff but like um it's kind of like watching an asmr video you know like when she shakes the bowl they try and get the cat to come in for its food or um mike likes that uh mike says mike says it was not the first
2: oh i was gonna come back to that (laughs) okay uh, the that's film. what you're pointing at yeah yeah <laughs> oculus came first okay it was not
0: oh, the first I, netflix so movie. Was okay okay um yeah but like uh like when she's typing on the computer when she's walking across the floor like just her footsteps every tiny yeah. little sound that we kind of take for granted on a day-to-day basis is really amped up and especially i, and was, I, I was watching with these headphones on so it was it, it was yeah. really cool
2: I really love that too. Cause you know, obviously when I hear hush, I think of Buffy, the vampire slayer and their infamous, uh, episode called hush, which is completely silent. Um, similar to this, uh, and one of the best episodes ever. That's a good standalone. If you watch one Buffy episode, just Complete, watch Hush from season four. Completely silent,
0: in like just where people aren't talking, or is there still? Is there's there, mu- is there there's no, no sound one, at all? So the,
2: the, the, everyone's voice is gone. Mm-hmm. No one can talk mm-hmm. in the whole town. Um, so everyone's freaking out, and you know, people. There's people praying. There's car accidents. There's like people selling boards to write on. Like everyone's freaking out. So there's music. You know, some music, um, but it's the whole thing's no dialogue. Can and you, really like ingenious. when there's
0: a car accident though, can you hear the car
2: accident? Yes, yes. Okay. You all can right. hear all that stuff. You can hear sound effects right and, and all that, but no, no dialogue whatsoever. So I was curious what this was going to do. And this, I loved what it did and how evident the sound design was like how they used it. Cause there's never any like true silence. Like sometimes they will cut to her perspective, but there's yeah. still like kind of a drone. And I, I like um, how they
0: like pull you into her, her, yes. her, her world too. Like it's not just a sudden like uh cut of, of sound altogether. It's like they'll, they'll kind of deaden the sound slowly. And then you start to hear almost like a white noise kind of sound. Yeah. And then and like, even
2: how this starts, I had headphones on too, and I was like, wait, is my volume up? Cause like, you know, the opening title or something. And then Hush comes in and like, ah, it was <laughs> like, so it loud. Totally freaked me. I, out. I did the same thing because I was like, you see the
0: you see the production company logos come up and you're like, oh shit, I can't like something's wrong with my sound. And then when Hush hit, I was like, ah! I like pulled my headphones off really quick and everything. It was it's it's yeah. a great way to open up the movie to really like so, get the point across. Uh, Ocul- oh, Oculus, Oculus was... was not a Netflix exclusive, nor was Hush an original. Not even close. I didn't say not it was not even close. I they didn't, didn't say even it was. Talk a, to I didn't Netflix. say it was original. I I just I uh, Netflix bought the rights to the rights to stream it to Hush when it was at South by Southwest. So I'm I was wondering because I I I thought when we well, talked that would about be
2: distribution.
0: Well, yeah, right? but. I, I, I thought that I thought that this was the first movie that Netflix released as a uh, as a movie that was like specifically distributed by Netflix. You know what I mean?
2: Interesting. Well, look up who distributed it. We'll come back to you. Oh, okay. Um, So the story wise, uh, this movie, like you said, is uh, starring Kate Siegel. She plays Maddie. And she's someone who had bacterial meningitis at 13, and then there was complications in surgery, and now she is now deaf and mute. Mm -hmm. Uh, She lives alone in the woods, and the only thing we really know is there's some guy named Craig that she's not talking to or blocking his calls, and she has a friend who shows up, Sarah. Uh, who knows who's learning sign language and they hang out sometimes. Yeah,
0: it's that, pretty wild that so there's on screen we really only ever see uh, Maddie. Maddie played by Kate Siegel. Uh, Sarah played by Samantha Sloyan. uh Emma Graves, who is her sister and they they um, talk over FaceTime. Uh, Michael Trucco, who plays um, John. Which is uh, Sarah's husband or boyfriend, and mm-hmm. then uh, the man, like the the man, the intruder, played by John Gallagher Jr. Um, which you know, if you're a fan of horror, other people know John Gallagher Jr. from this uh, um, ten Ten Cloverfield Lane. He also mm-hmm. he also has an album that came out uh, not long oh, ago. Really? Yeah, I listened to it last night because I I learned that. I was like, I I want to see what his I his music is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like when I <laughs> when I when I when I saw what other work he had done because he's he's also done a lot of musical theater and just like the look of his face I was like this guy's going to be I, I I I know for sure he's going to write like folk music. And I was like, "Yep. What? Dude, dude Maddie's, come on. Oh, what are you going to oh,
1: do?" Hot. Want to touch the hiney?
2: Hey, that's Mike Flanagan's wife.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Maddie. And he's
2: probably listening to this episode because we're doing his his movie.
0: Maddie. Maddie, as it turns out, is a babe, <laughs> <laughs> a total babe, uh, and and also a, a total badass too, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. His more than more like Mike flog again again. (laughs) that's so stupid your 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 jokes are worse when i can read them (laughs) they're so they're so bad it's like i can see the squirrel inside your head and the way it works and i i I don't like it no i don't i don't like it
2: um yeah but one uh, thing i oh sorry no no, Go go ahead go ahead Uh, with home invasion movies, there's always like a point where you're like, oh, just do this or do that. Like, why would you run there? And like, oh, the, the, like, you know, too much, you know, what's going on. What I really loved about this movie was anytime time that started to happen, it it like took a turn. And I'm like, oh, ooh, I'm interested. Where, where are we going with this? Um, and essentially, <laughs> like the first 25 minutes was like completely edge of your seat excitement and did everything i thought the entire movie would do Mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh we still have an hour (laughs) what what is this movie gonna do this is really cool and and to that to that point
0: too it's like um like you said you you're always thinking like well
2: do this try
0: that try this and i i like i like the idea of like one advantage that she has in this in this movie is because she's lost her sense of hearing and because she can't speak, she uh, she explains to her friend in the beginning of the movie that she um, she hears a voice in her head and it's the voice of her mother, right? And she's also a writer, so she's constantly thinking of every different avenue that a story... Scenario. Uh, diff- yeah. yeah, every avenue that a story that can go down, like every single scenario and every ending in particular. And so I really love... There are a few points throughout the movie where she, the first time, the first couple times it happens, you don't actually realize that, well, I guess just the first time it happens, because then you know what she's doing after that, but, like... Oh, my gosh, she's She's actually playing these scenarios out in her head, and she's visualizing them, so, like, the first time you think that you see her absolutely just get murdered, you're like,
2: What? I was like, mad. Where, I really where, fell for it.
1: Like, where's this? Like, no. Like,
0: where's this movie gonna go now? Because now she's dead, and then you realize, oh no, she's actually just sitting there and she's playing these scenarios out in her head. Which is, it was a really cool. Um, Mike says it was brutal too. Absolutely, yeah. Brutal. Um, By the way,
2: like if you haven't seen this, like me, go go watch it before we spoil everything. Because <laughs> mm. unless you know about this one, it's it's really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and hopefully by now, if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that we always talk about all the spoilers. So, um, yeah, it, it's been, like as far as the brutality goes too. They set yeah. they set the tone so early in the movie, and I remember, I remember the first time I watched this thinking because that first kill when. Um, Comes out oh, of Sarah. Comes out of nowhere. Like, Sarah comes on up the, and she's on like the window, pounding on the door. door. She's literally three feet from Maddie, but Maddie doesn't know she's there because she can't hear yep. her pounding on the door. And I just remember the brutality of this scene. Um it was like it felt like if like it felt like a Michael Myers kill to me in a way. Mm-hmm. Because he's so emotionless when he's doing it. And there's something. Thanks to that mask. Yeah. Uh, and the mask, the mask, and, and the fact that what he's doing is so, like, uh, systematic. So barbaric and so disgusting, but, like, he's. He, there's, like, he, it's like he's not even thinking about it. Like, in movies, typically, when you see somebody get stabbed to death, like, it's like, ugh, he stabbed you and then you're dead, right? But the fact that he's actually propping her lifeless body up on his shoulder. Ugh. And you can hear him continue to pull the knife out and push it back in. Like it's just like, oh god, dude. Like yeah, that is so. It's so brutal, and it's also, it it's like, really grounds it in a sort of like creepy realism that you're you're just like yeah, fuck, man. Because in real life, you gotta know that like you know when serial killers do this type of shit, it's not it's not clean like when you see it in a movie, right? You know. Like Michael Myers what? what is wrong with Mike l- right now? <laughs> like Mike Michael Myers doesn't lift a guy up and pin him to the wall with a butcher knife and then and then that's it. It's like mm-hmm. when this kind of stuff happens in real life, it's messy and it's gross and it's terrible. And <sighs> so they really start the they really set the pace in the beginning of this movie with like like I said, grounding it in a sort of realism that's super uncomfortable. Um yeah. but not to the point where it's like a gross out sort of thing.
2: No, not not it doesn't go too far. And, I mean there's some gross moments, but oh, it's for like sure. <laughs> most of it's just edge of your seat suspense and um the one thing that I like this the comparing it to other home invasion movies was with this one, you she has no idea how much noise she's making and it that freaked me out cuz I'm like, "Oh, you're stepping too loud," like but she can't you know she doesn't know right so it's like he's gonna hear you when she like walks outside on the creaky deck yeah like yeah that or like when she's (laughs) when she's up on the
0: when she's up on the roof like the tin roof and you're like "Ah, that's not there's no way yeah but she has to try something mike says that he loves that there's no rhyme or reason you mean like there's no rhyme or reason to the killer killer yeah, it's like yep. it it's it's like it it's like he shows you up. You never
2: find out what why oh, yeah, he's there's... there, what he's doing. All you see is like he has like a little tally on his crossbow. Right. Right. That he's just been doing this for a while. Yeah. And there's and no it's creepy.
0: And that's the that is definitely that's the scariest kind of killer. Somebody with no motive whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're just in it for the sport. I, like that's And he
2: literally just says like let's have some fun cuz that's all, the other thing at they make it very clear that like he can get into this house at any time. Right. All he needs is a rock. Right. Because it's mostly windows, and but he doesn't because he wants to just exactly. torture her mentally.
0: Yeah, exactly. He could come in anytime. You, and he even says that I can come in whenever I want. <laughs> and, and Mike, uh, what's more what Mike just said, what Mike just said in the chat here, that was the biggest shock to me. The first time I watched this movie, he takes his mask off, uh in the beginning of the movie and that's the thing like she writes on the window like i, I didn't see your face i won't tell and so the first mm-hmm. thing he does he walks up he slowly walks up to the window and she's got a flashlight on him and he just takes the mask off to show his face yeah. and he's and he's and he says can you read my lips and she nods and he goes i guess you've seen my face now so like that lets you know right there like um it's that it doesn't it doesn't matter to him like he wasn't in it to like right. conceal his identity, uh yeah. And Mike says it's so different. And it's it's so, different. so it's so different. Like in in all masked killer movies, they don't do that. You know, they always right. they always conceal who they are. That whether it be whether it be for like purposes of you know like everybody knows what Jason looks like. He he's 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 six foot seven and his face is just ridiculous and 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 fucked up but he wears the mask mostly because he's you know like uh, you know like there's still that part of him that is in, an insecure child that wants to cover how he looks right but like right oh yeah mike kind of, mike says it's like a hills run red moment it's absolutely true. i've never seen that it's but... like it's like this it's like this moment of lucidity because you you think like you, you think like you're you're dealing with a psychopath, right? You, you think that you're dealing with this person who has just no reason in them whatsoever. And so when she tries to appeal to this, to this side of him, right. He, he actually, he actually takes the mask off and he shows I am a human. I am a human and I'm fully, I'm fully lucid. I'm fully aware of what's going on here. I'm fully, uh, I'm fully prepared to reveal my identity. I just don't care because regardless of what you do, I'm gonna come in and kill you. <laughs> it's like that's so scary. Which is exactly what happened in the Hills Run Red. Like have you ever seen The Hills Run Red? No, I'm not gonna bother no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin that moment for you then. You gotta watch cool. that movie. Cause there's a there's a there's a moment in that movie that will just chill you to your bone. Um but yeah, it's uh it's it's really shocking that moment to just see him like take the mask off and he's like, all right well, hey, game's on. now you've yeah. seen my face so that means you have to die. oh boy there's a and there's there's a there's a moment in the movie that is the opposite of that and it's her moment, I'd say where um it kind of has the same effect. It's like it's the part where she gets her hand broken,
2: right? Oh my god! And she's yeah.
0: laying on the ground and he's like standing over her, staring at her through the window. Through the window. And, yeah. and all of a sudden I was like, I rewound this a couple of times. Cause I was like, she's actually creepy at this moment. Like she, yeah. she, she just
2: drops her like, well, she's not screaming, but her face is in a screaming expression. Right. She can't expression. scream. She's like, Oh, in pain and then just gets really serious and stands up. She she's got this
0: like yeah, she's got this moment where like she just all of a sudden sobers sobers from the pain and mm-hmm. locks eyes with him and then and and just like and slowly rises and you're just like
2: oh shit. Like yeah, that was an awesome moment. It
0: <laughs> was so cool. And then she writes on the window, come in. You know, if you want to yeah. come in, just come in and then she calls him a coward and from that point on, it's pretty much like he knows that he's he's got to pretty much do it. It's war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: um, yeah. Mike just mentioned his crossbow, which I really liked that as a weapon because he's like the sporting hunting guy type, like literally doing this for sport, it felt like.
0: Right. And it's just. And when have you ever seen that before? Like somebody hunt, like a, a, a masked right. killer hunting with a crossbow. You don't really right. ever see that
2: and there was a moment where like i said that happens in these movies all the time where she has the crossbow and what i thought had an opportunity to shoot him in the face and she doesn't i'm like just shoot him in the face but they later you find out she couldn't load it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh thank you that's awesome cuz like she just was using it as a threat like And that makes total sense. Oh, like everything I I thought was going to be a problem. I think he, I think he knew in
0: that moment too that she, she, Mm -hmm. he he could, he could probably. I mean, I know she was in a dark room, but I'm sure he knew that there was no bolt in it.
2: He even says though he's like, "It's not easy, is it?" Like to himself. Oh, when he's watching her try to pull it back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because she finally does it near the end. But Mike told me to stop cutting you
2: off, and I'm gonna. I'm going to... Yeah, come on, James. All right, hold on. Here, hold on. I have so much to say. Right. <laughs> okay, so another really cool moment, though, was uh, and a surprise <laughs> was James went bye-bye. Um, when Sarah's, I think, husband or boyfriend, uh, John, shows up looking for Sarah yeah. and notices something's weird, and then the man, the the killer... Mm-hmm. At poses as a cop flashing his flashlight and he's saying all the right things as a cop almost all the right things yeah enough to like this seems suspicious but i'm gonna go along with it that's really creepy that was really creepy to me
0: yeah i agree but that part also just made me so mad <laughs> i was like yeah i was like if i was this dude because he's huge you know he's a big dude he's like like six three, like two hundred forty yeah. pounds, just a big muscly dude, and uh, and and the man John Gallagher Jr. is 5'9". He's a little little guy, and obviously would be bested in a, in in any kind of physical right. physical confrontation. Um, he waits he waits way too long. Like even if that guy was a cop. I think if I was in that situation as John, I think that I would have. I think that I would have uh, acted sooner. acted way sooner. Like even if that guy yeah, was a cop, because at first it was, he kind might of have like a
2: gun. A, right, you can't tell if he has a gun, but there's a point where you can tell he's not. This is just a flashlight, and he's wearing a hoodie. Like what is going on? Mike says agreed, kick his ass. He knew something was wrong.
0: Even if he, yeah, even if he didn't know something did was wrong, like even long. if he truly believed or not truly believe but even if he even if he still deep down believed or thought maybe that guy was a cop i think as john i still would have like i it's like a like don't don't like apologize later right you know like yeah, like well, rough, like rough what? him up get him on the ground get him pinned and then if the guy actually called for backup then backup would have showed up right and then when backup showed up you would have been like I'm sorry that I pinned your guy on the ground here but I had to make sure that Maddie was safe I had to make sure that this guy wasn't some shitbag and then the worst thing that happens is maybe you go to maybe you go to jail for assaulting a cop but you would be yeah, but I you think, would be let off like because of the circumstances
2: it's one of those things like if this happened in real life how would you respond and they went a little too real cuz i i do think that Mike says, Mike says,
0: and you would get all the sex forever. <laughs>
2: That's true. You would, <laughs> um, Because what, what do you really do? Like you just start beating this random person up or hold him down, throw, throw down with them. And I get that. Like that is definitely something he could have done, but I know for me, I probably would have hesitated like he did, but eventually like he gets the rock. He's about to knock this guy out. Right. And then, unfortunately, Maddie's timing is terrible. The way oh and he gets god, stabbed in the that, neck.
0: That part was just terrible. And yeah, the, it sucks. The way that they played that out too, I thought was so uh, realistic. Like they made John. Oh, they yeah, made he's like, John. It's done. It's done. Right. They made John Gallagher Jr.'s uh, character so realistic in this movie because he's not. He's not a dumbass. Like he knew that this guy mm-hmm. was huge. He knew that this guy would have absolutely murdered him like even if he had a knife he would have still murdered him Mm -hmm. and so the way he when maddie pounds on the glass and and john looks away for a split second and all of a sudden you see just the knife come out of nowhere just for a quick jab and that's like that's that's super realistic it's not like in any other movie the bad guy probably would have like Jumped on him and attacked him and Ah! start right, right, exactly. But the (laughs) fact that he just tumbled to the ground, the fact that he just kind of came out of nowhere and did like one well placed jab to the jugular, it 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 was it seemed so realistic to me. And then like you said, he's just like he backs up and he's like, "It's okay, calm down, it's done now." Like it's, I I know that I knew that I knew that I didn't have a chance against you because you're bigger than me. So like you know, just lay down and die. It's yeah, they really they really made that character seem so so much like a... I, I, I think that was mike said good guy like they they made him seem not like a good guy but like a he was he was so uh, he was who the the killer the killer like so polite <laughs>
2: yeah almost kind of stabbing you in the neck yeah almost
0: kind of almost kind of polite and just like Realistic, you know what I mean? Like they, yeah, they made him seem like uh,
2: he had good parents. Mike said <laughs> he had good, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he was just out. I like he was just out
0: for the <laughs> just out for the sport of the whole thing, right? I, I don't know. They just they just made it. They made it feel. They made it feel like. Uh, they made it feel very, yeah. Like I, I've already said it like ten times, but they made it feel very realistic.
2: Yeah, and it's like like I said, this movie is about like 80 minutes. It's really short. It's tight. It's really fast moving. The pace is great. It's edge of your seat the whole time. It's really good. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know if you want to give away the whole ending or not. I think it, I think eventually they throw down.
0: I (laughs) I think at this point, if people are still listening, they don't care about (laughs) whether it's spoiled (laughs) farm or not. um,
2: but uh hopefully Mike doesn't have to go through an ordeal like this while he still doesn't have a voice. <laughs> um I know he has creepy dolls outside sometimes. <laughs> Mike,
0: Mike but, uh yes. I have I have several I have several nanny cams placed around his apartment, so if there's anything going down I'll know. So Good. I can always run over and help if I need to. It's um you boys looking
2: out for you, that's all.
0: He says, "I have many cams." I yeah.
2: I guess to to wrap up Hush real quick. Like, there's a reason the film was remade twice in Indian language. <laughs> you know, of course, what the two I'm talking about, <laughs> Kalam and Kiyomoshi. You know, being released in 2019.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. That was a, a mic fact. Of course, those. <laughs> Uh, thanks Mike. Thanks for that. In the... fact,
2: that's two movies you guys could do on the show <laughs> next week. <laughs> Let's do a compare and
0: contrast of all three movies, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Manny. Yeah. Uh this movie this movie's awesome. It's on Netflix. I think it always will be, obviously, because it's got distribution through Netflix. So I would say just go go check this one out if we haven't already ruined the entire thing for you, which we have, but um, if you were smart and you paused this while we were talking at the beginning and you went and checked it out,
2: let us know what you think.
0: Because I really like this one. I think it's yeah. a great movie.
2: Yeah, I need to watch more Mike Flanagan stuff. I saw Doctor Sleep. I liked that a lot. Did you watch Oculus? But, nope, I, I have not seen Oculus. I liked
0: Oculus a lot too.
2: I, I want to check it I out not seen. Sure. I haven't
0: seen the Ouija movies. I know he did Ouija Origin of Evil, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Mike's giving a thumbs up. Have you seen them, Mike?
2: You have. You seen both? You like them? You have not. Apparently, he's seen them. Nice. And apparently, he, he likes them. He's seen them and he likes them.
0: All right. Well. Uh, anyway, I think that does it for this week, huh, boys?
2: I think so. Vito,
0: thanks for being here, bud. Mike. Yeah. Mike. Mike. Pleasure filling in. Mike, thanks for your. Uh, thanks for whatever you're doing right now, which seems like a <laughs> lewd sort of sort of thing. Uh, it, Quite lewd, Mike. <laughs> uh, remember, our episodes come out on Mondays now officially. And if you don't know that, you won't know that until right now, when I just said that on a Monday, when you're listening to it on a Monday. So it's sort of a weird inception sort of thing. Uh, if you want to find us in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, I'm gonna do Mike's part, which I don't think that I. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can find us on all streaming services, including. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Spotify. I actually uh told a told a guy at the liquor store about our show and he looked it up on Spotify earlier tonight. So, you know. Uh I'm always looking out for the show. And uh, you know, leave a comment, leave a rating, leave a review. That helps us get bumped up in the, the uh the numbers and it helps our it helps it helps us really in prove the quality of our show for our listener so uh mike's laughing (laughs) he was giving he was giving me a look at Oh, it's
2: hurting
1: his throat he was giving
0: me a look at first like where the fuck are you going with this and then i hit the word listener and he really understood um uh yeah so anyway until next week boys veto if you come back uh, we appreciate it. If you don't, we'll find cool. somebody else. You are replaceable. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, boys. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, we'll see you next week.